Hey everybody, my name is Bob, and welcome to the Late Night Playlist. Go ahead and grab your favorite adult beverage and get ready to talk about the album of the week with my friends and me. Let's get started. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Late Night Playlist. My name is Bob, and with me tonight, I have got the usual suspects. Why? Because nobody else likes me enough to hang out with me for two hours. So, <laughs> Which one of us is Kaiser Sose? <laughs> I think that speaks for itself, quite honestly, Derek. That speaks for itself. We know who the captain is. That's right. Yes, <laughs> we know who captain is. Captain yeah. <laughs> So... So, Brett, Tom, and Derek, please say hello. Hello. I would hello. say say hello to our family and friends, but we know hello? that our family and friends do not listen. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of truth to that statement. So. <laughs> 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 it's like my parents. How's the podcast going? Oh, it's going well. They've never listened to yeah. us. <laughs> I don't even know if they know how to get to a podcast. Yeah. Oh, good. Is that like on the radio? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. What do you guys talk about? <laughs> we talk about our favorite albums. <laughs> well, what, uh, what's everybody what? got to drink? Well, let's start with you, Tom, since I cut you off in the last episode. So I've got, I in honor of Tony Rice, I had to change to uh, a whiskey, a wild turkey, American honey. Oh, good choice. I'm doing a Jackie O's Mystic Mama this time, which is dangerous because I'm I'm stepping up the alcohol content. We're getting <laughs> in the bathtub tonight. Signs <laughs> are going to be flying. I'm already <laughs> in it. <laughs> I've got a Sierra Nevada Cryo Fresh <laughs> Torpedo Wet Hop IPA. Ooh. So, and now hey, to on. our fearless leader. Okay, well, uh, I'm I'm not fearless at all, but um, I'm I'm working on another Sapporo Premium uh, because, well, that's what I bought from the store today, and and because <laughs> and because I couldn't find any of the uh, Iron Maiden Trooper or Six 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 beer there, uh, which kind of irritates me. Have you got bit. any of that yet, Bob? <laughs> no, I have not. I have, I've tried two. Uh, there, there is a craft beer store near here. Used to have some of that. I'll see if they still do. If they do, I might be able to hook you up with some of it. Good, so. good. I tried the first one and then one of the second or third ones they put out. And it, yeah, I may be thinking of some of the early ones. It, it, it tasted very much like just a British beer. It didn't. Yeah, it was yeah, it didn't, beer. didn't do much for me to be honest with you. But I will check Bob for you and see if I can locate some. Right, right. It didn't make my big toe shoot up in my boot. <laughs> As little Richard said about Jimmy, <laughs> I'm not sure Made if that was a euphemism or not. <laughs> well, I, I think it's better left unguessed. It just <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix made his big toe shoot up in his boot. Fair enough. <laughs> let's let's talk about Tony Rice and some Church Street Blues, which did make my big toe shoot up in my boot. I yeah. like to hear that. Little Richard was a reverend. So, well, sometimes. Well, know. you know, so am I for if you want to get technical about it. All depends on what kind of reverend you are, right? I got my credentials of ministry hanging on the wall here. There you so, go. There you go. I go to well, you for uh, all of my spiritual needs. As you damn well should. So, so, I, I, so I was there. You're right, Bob. That's right. I will own up to this pick. So this is one that, that Tony put out. I mean, he's known for playing as part of an ensemble. He's typically got the uh, Tony Rice, uh, uh, like a, a quartet or a, a quintet, or, you know, he's typically playing in a, a bluegrass band with, uh, uh, you know, mandolin, bass, uh, uh, not a drums, but uh, um, maybe a fiddle and uh pretty simple arrangement pretty simple arrangement but more traditional bluegrass format i gravitated to this album because it's just tony and the guitar and i think there's one or two tracks where his brother wyatt uh plays plays rhythm guitar for him and uh i love it it's got the 
I, I think it's got uh, yeah, one of the best cover songs I've ever heard in my life. It's got several cover songs, but one of the best, uh, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you, you know, uh, uh, I, I, think, I think Tony did uh, that song right on this. I, I think he did a great job. I, I prefer his that. over Gordon Lightfoot's. Really? Yes. That's heavy. wow. I am of the opposite opinion. I don't think he did a bad job on it. I just prefer Gordon's and not certain Tony brought anything I, to I it that the, I thought made it better. The, the the versions I've heard from Gordon where there's all the instrumentation and all that, to hear one guy just sit down and play okay. that song on a guitar and, and sing the fuck out of it. Yeah, I that's mean, fair. So Tony's known worldwide for his guitar playing. I love Tony for his voice. He had a good voice. I noticed that too. And it, it was, uh, he's known, you're 100% said it right. He's known for his guitar. And his voice, though, was right there. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I didn't get the sense that this was an overly produced album. You know, this no. wasn't Steely Dan or something he, like he that. He was the producer on the this, album. Right, exactly. I, I this sounded like home studio type yeah. stuff to me. You know, I got the house to myself kind of stuff. And he he really, like I said, not a not a huge big voice or anything like that, but a very good, very smooth, very. I, I could listen to this guy sing and enjoy it for for hours. This guy just really had it. But a lot of these albums. Time. A lot of these albums were recorded in like uh, I don't want to say hole in the wall studios by any means, but but not major studios. There's a lot of this stuff came out of uh, the Northern Virginia area mm-hmm. down around Springfield, and um, it's it it blows my mind to this day that a lot of those great bluegrass guys used to go there and record their albums. Well, there wasn't a lot of money in bluegrass. There, there really yeah. still isn't as much when you're talking about, uh, as opposed to pop and metal things like that, you know? So yeah. You bring, you and they all up. used to play up at blues alley mm-hmm. all the time. That was, that was their hangout. That was the place. And Tom, you bring up a good point because when I was more involved in the music scene locally than I am now, you know, a lot of little local bands would have albums made locally and some were made in studios. Some were just recorded in people's living rooms and things like that. And, and honestly, some of my favorites were the ones recorded in living rooms, not high production values or anything. They were just, you know, it was some good music and good musicianship and, you know, you didn't need all the other stuff that went well, along with it. And a, a lot of this, especially like bluegrass music, a lot of uh, like uh, acoustic bass, like fingerstyle mm-hmm. guitar, uh, folkish music. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys uh, probably play their best shows at house concerts where mm-hmm. some, you know, well-to-do patron will, will invite them to come play at their house for a gathering of friends. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, this music lives it just doesn't necessarily live out there in the you know 2023 radio world that uh no yeah i'll give you another option for where where this happens and uh, i experienced this because my dad was for a local musician he was quite good uh is the local musicians will invite people over and they'll just jam yeah. And, uh, I saw that with my dad. Uh, holy cow. You know, I, I was an idiot. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't use past tense. Uh, I was an idiot then. I'm an idiot now, but I should have said, dad, I'm recording this. I don't care if you like it or not. I'm putting a recorder in the room. Have at it. Uh, cause man, there was some good stuff. Uh, I didn't do it, but there was some good stuff in that house. We were all around that stuff, and we were probably way too naive at the time to understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's it exactly right. It's just your dad and his friends. It wasn't necessarily exactly, you know, right? I saw an interview well, with Dave yeah. Grohl recently, and he was some. They asked him about his kids, 
you know, do they, hey, do they know you're a rock star? And he's like, yeah, they really don't see me that way. I'm just, you know, I'm the guy that makes them breakfast in the morning kind of thing. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, right. now I do the shows and big crowds and maybe then they recognize, but most of the time it was just, you know, I'm just dad. Right. So. <laughs> well, even when he does that other stuff, it's just dad's away on a business trip. So. Right, right. He said he told his kids, he said, you know, some got parents run businesses, some are doctors, some are lawyers, different things. He goes, I'm a rock and roll musician. Some are, you know, and some are uh, carpenters' wives. Yeah. Right. Stuff like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Back to the, thank you, Brett. Back to the story. So you can't, <laughs> you can't talk about Tony Rice without talking about the bone or, or the, the guitar and, uh, Okay, so, I thought we were going into pornography there. Yeah, I was going to say, whoa, well, I, I, I should have read up on this guy a little more. Hold tight, it's me, we might end up there. <laughs> so so do you guys know the story on his guitar? No, 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 sir. So his guitar was Clarence White's guitar. Clarence White, who played guitar for the Kentucky Colonels and you know, a big, big inspiration for a lot of the uh, Southern California folk music and, and whatnot. But when Clarence, Clarence tragically got hit by a car, I think while he was uh, loading equipment or unloading equipment, and, and when he died, uh, Tony eventually ended up getting his hand on Clarence's Martin guitar. And it was a... Um, it was serial number 58957, and, and Tony's actually got an album uh, where that's part of the title, and it's primarily acoustic guitar, in, instrumental, bluegrass, flat-picking instrumental tunes that feature the guitar. But uh, the guitar was a Martin D28. I forget the, the year, but it had an enlarged sound hole, and it had a very unique sound to it. And it's funny because when you read, I, I, I've read uh, I, I, I'll, one Tony biography and uh, as much as I can about the guy, um, you know, a lot of people would pick up his guitar and find it to be unplayable. And, and uh, yet Tony did this stuff with it and it was Clarence's guitar and it's still to this day. I mean, Every once in a while, you'll see a video on YouTube where some young hotshot bluegrasser gets to, I think Billy Strings was the latest one I saw where he got to play Tony's The Bone, uh, the Martin guitar. But then eventually, you know, Tony recorded a lot of this stuff on, on, on an ovation acoustic. You know, the plastic-backed mm -hmm. Roger Kamen designed and built you know ovation guitars and uh uh you know to me normally when i hear one of those guitars it sounds like somebody taking tin foil and just just okay. wadding it up in a ball you know you guys have mentioned that before but i actually like the sound of them really I, and yeah i do it's i i, I but you know he used that on a lot of a lot of his stuff and it comes across well it sounds good I think it's all in the player. It, you know, it doesn't matter hmm. what the fuck he's playing. Um, Tony could probably make anything sound good, but that his guitar is still, you know, a, 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 like a relic almost. It's, it's uh, a holy thing in, in why was community. It, why was it considered unplayable for so many other musicians? Just uh, probably higher action. Okay. You know, the strings higher off the, the thick fretboard. off the fretboard. You got to really press to get them down and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and the other thing about Tony is he was a huge jazz fan and a modern jazz fan, and he incorporated a lot of improvisational stuff in his playing that just you know most bluegrass guys just get out there and play a G run and boom chick boom chick and move on but you know <laughs> tony was pretty adventurous with what he did good stuff so i was 
out on a walk or a run or something one day and I'm listening. I, I don't think that of any, any of our podcasts that I've listened to a single album more than this one or the most, uh, the other recent one that we did, the Ella Fitzgerald and Joe Pass, than, than this one. And uh, it was just, I don't know why, but I just heard these albums so often. And I may have a trivia question based on on that, what I just said. What is the oldest song that you guys can think of from any album that we've done? Obviously, it'd be a cover because, you know, songs go back before there were recordings. But uh, I believe this album has the oldest song that we've ever done. Streets of London? No. Not that's not the one. I would have guessed uh Cattle in the Cane, but uh I don't know. House Carpenter. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. that almost sounds like an old gospel song or something. It's like actually tied to the demon lover, which the first version. The first version of this thing was recorded, I mean, recorded, written, right, written down in 1657. <laughs> wow. wow. Yes. Okay. I think that one wins. Yes. So I'll tell you how I figured this out. One day I'm listening to, to House Carpenter and I'm like, man, there is something ringing a bell here. So I'm not a, I'm not an expert at, you know, 17th century uh poetry or anything but uh, so I'm, I'm listening to this and then I, I remembered the song tangled up in blue blue yeah tangled bob up blue. You guys are, yeah bob dylan you guys he was around that? in 16 something no. <laughs> sorry he was a little past his prime <laughs> at that point man, but he's still there. <laughs> him, so, and, him he, and keith richards him and keith richards so the uh, do you guys know the uh, the lyric where he says, "Some are mathematicians, some are carpenters' wives." I don't know how they all got started. I don't know what they do with their lives. You know that that line. Right. So uh, I started thinking. Wait a minute, Carp- That's that was the link in in this. So I started researching these. The carpenter's wife. What he's talking about in Tangled Up in Blue and everything. And it all goes back to this, the demon lover, which was a, a ballad, the poem or ballad, whatever palette. They're all the same thing, really get back that far. Cause we've lost the, the, the tune, but, uh, 1657. Uh, so, so, so to pull this string a little bit more, <laughs> pull I it. love it when we get off on a tangent. So, <laughs> I, I mean, is anybody else here a Richard Thompson fan? Not like you are. No, no. <laughs> so so Richard Thompson was asked by Playboy magazine to put together a list of the greatest popular music songs ever. And and he took this request very seriously. So seriously he, he put on an album. In fact, he put on a box set. Uh, there were so many songs that he picked and and he there's a live show that uh, you can buy but a lot of the stuff you know they were expecting him to come back with like 50s 60s 70s he went all the way back to like the 1600s <laughs> and and pulled this list of the greatest popular songs ever made ever ever since they were airdrums, yeah, and, and it's a great album. I, I I'd have hmm. to go back and look up the title, and you know, I've actually got a DVD of the concert where he performed all these. And as he got to the end, you know, he started chronologically, and he he went way back, and you know, when he, yeah, one of the one of the more modern songs was the the Britney Spears, "Oops, I Did It Again," and and it's such a cool listen. To hear him run through all these old medieval songs and jazz standards, and then he ends up at Britney Spears. <laughs> Good Lord. Seriously. <laughs> and that's when you realize maybe he didn't know how to choose the best songs. It's like, <laughs> yes. He did a damn good job of it. 
<laughs> he made it a lot better a song than she did. I think it's like the history of of popular music in the past thousand years or right. something like that. Oh, it was popular music. Popular yeah, music. Yeah, it was popular. I guess yep. it calls for that. Yep. I was, I was, so, you know, I'm running and I'm hearing this carpenter's wife thing and, and, or the whatever. And, and I, I started thinking, wait a minute, where have I heard this? And it took me a while to figure out it was tangled up in blue. Yeah. House carpenter and making the link. uh, It made me appreciate Bob Dylan because of man, that guy, think think about when he wrote that so that would have been probably 72 73 74 somewhere in that line when he did tangled up in blue he's going back and looking at god knows what you know he's going back to ballads from the 1600s to sources of his music we've never done bob dylan maybe we should wow this dude is oh if we do wow. Bob D- if we do Bob Dylan, you guys will have to deal with my impression of Bob Dylan singing. So that's, uh, we'll take it. Let's do Bob Dylan scatting, okay? Sorry. Which which brings up the question: Was there ever a Bob Dylan and Scatman Crothers combination album? Oh God, I would hope so, but probably. I, I've got uh, several Scatman Crothers albums. He's great. He's I great. Was. Yeah, he was Cab great. Calloway. I, Didn't do, Cab Calloway do some scat? Oh, yeah. Cab one? Calloway did some scat. Yeah. Not like yeah. Scatman Brothers. Not like Scatman, no. Spock, him Bob, and The well, Shining. What a great fucking actor. Yeah. Yeah, I was good in that. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> he was. I miss the 80s simply because <laughs> on any TV show in the 80s, you could guarantee that Scatman was going to turn up. Just show up at some random some point on the show. Point. Some random point on that show. And scat. And that was the high point of the show. Yeah. Shooby dooby dooby doo. Yeah. Just walking it was down the, the high point of yeah. whatever that show was. Bob so, Dylan so, sings Led Zeppelin. Sorry. So what did, you, what, what did you guys think of this album? Oh, it was great. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, I, not to oversimplify it, but it, it was great. He's... Phenomenal. I put this thing on and and I don't even it's done before I I I it's just one of those albums that I can put on. I can listen to every song and it's so fucking good. There's I I just get lost and right. before I know it the album's over. So my wife asked me because I was listening to it and she could hear it and she goes, "So, is that bluegrass or is that folk?" Yeah. And I was like, yes, it's a little both <laughs> yes. and maybe some Celtic, you know, thrown in there. Yes. It's, uh, I know bluegrass and Celtic have a lot in common, but, you know, right. it's it just. Um, I, I I thought the world of it, you know, I, I was going to say kind of something very similar to what you said. You know, I listened to it a few times uh, over the last couple of weeks, getting ready to to do this uh, episode tonight. And. Every time I listen to it, I turn around twice and the damn thing's over, you know, and I'm like, well, what the hell happened? Where'd, where'd the album go? How, how'd it finish up? I'll be honest with you. I don't hate that because I kind of like when the thing's done and it leaves it you takes, wanting for more. Right. You know it what I'm trying to say? Away. It does the job. You're not yeah. thinking about life. You're listening to great songs. Right. It's only 37 minutes. And, uh, but even beyond that, it's just every fucking song is incredible. I thought it was wonderful. And I've already mentioned my dad a couple of times. And part of the reason was his style of play and my dad's style of play were the same style of play. So when I hear this, as far as like acoustic guitar, it sounds like my dad playing the acoustic guitar. I thought my dad this also- would take you back. It most definitely did. Uh, Definitely. I felt, felt like I was listening to my dad a little bit on that one. He played the same way. I, you know, it's kind of like we were talking about Ella Fitzgerald and Joe Pass. And when, 
you know, I'm I'm all for a jazz trio, a jazz quartet. I don't, you know, I'm not in a, I believe when you boil music down to the essence, if you, and and if you can get it to one person just playing a goddamn song and and either a, a person on a, at a piano or a person playing guitar that is the fucking essence of good music I, right there I, I agree with you it's yes. if you can simplify it and boil it down to something like that it just doesn't get any better no and I think Tony on this album, he just hit it. And I don't know if you guys listen to a lot of Tony Rice. I'm a big Tony Rice fan. Go check out the Tony Rice Norman Blake uh, albums. He did two albums with Norman. There's probably other stuff floating around, but where it's just Tony and Norman singing songs like this. And they do a you know, Norman wrote Church Street Blues mm -hmm. and Norman's mm. version of Church Street Blues is pretty goddamn untouchable in my mind. Uh, yeah, Tony, this one comes in a close second, but those two together are just fucking Wait, priceless. Are you talking about the song or the album? Because you're the right, song. he wrote the song. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, okay. so there's uh, check out some Norman Blake and and Norman does it. Uh, I forget which album Norman rolled it out on, but then I I think Tony and Norman do a version of it together, and they do a version of Whiskey Before Breakfast, uh, uh, Fiddler's Strand, that's just a mind blower uh, on those albums. But that uh, to me. You know, Tony was part of J.D. South. Tony was part of the the David Grissom stuff, Grissman stuff, and and you know, done a lot of spacey, you know, space jazz, you know, space bluegrass stuff that he's done. It doesn't get any better than this album and the stuff he did with Norman Blake. It's just the essence of music. My two cents. I don't know. I what was everybody's favorite song? I'm just curious. I bet I'm going to be different than all of you. Well, you go first, Brett. <laughs> Streets of last. London. Streets That's of London. I'll be honest with you, Brett. I waffle between that one and Church Street Blues. So, ah, okay, okay. Yeah. Bob, I I am going to go with uh, with one that Derek will will say no. This was a bad song. But uh, <laughs> it, it, no, he didn't say that already. But no, uh, uh, the, re the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I, I don't think ooh. it was a bad song. I just prefer the originals. I so. I I liked uh, you know Tom Tom kind of said it earlier. You know, it's a it's a it's a wonderful wonderful song. Uh, who I've heard several artists do, and and the original is amazing. So not taking anything away, but uh just just dude sitting there playing the guitar and singing it was special so so tony worshiped gordon lightfoot worshiped him okay uh, and there is tony's got a full album called tony rice sings gordon lightfoot it's a full <laughs> wow. album of Gordon Lightfoot <laughs> tunes, and and every one of them is just as good as his version of the wreck, wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, and uh, even Gordon, Gordon was a big Tony fan. There was like a mutual admiration society going on to a certain degree, you know. But in Tony's eyes, Gordon was a fucking legend that couldn't be touched. How have so we I'm, not done Gordon Lightfoot? How has this happened? Well, we, we've not done 2024, baby. We we only got so many months I, in a year, man. Yeah, I mean, unless, we could double our schedule, to, but I don't think Bob has the time to edit it as much as uh, you know. It's, uh, we'd have to get an intern, right? Right. <laughs> if we if we had some money coming in where we could hire an editor or something like that, we could do more right, and right. Then let the editor uh, clean the stuff up. Bob, no, I think or, I think it's more Tom, likely we'd find an intern that we could lie to. And, well, that, uh, that, for free, yeah, that's possible. <laughs> right. 
So all you interns, oh, out, all you people out there looking to intern for free on a yeah. <laughs> world famous podcast, number one in Oman, number one in Oman. It's uh, international, we a, baby. We need a campus recruiting trip, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, so you I, were making a brilliant point, and I interrupted. No, no, I was going to say. Uh, so I'm going to throw you guys probably a curveball. My favorite song on this album, and and literally. At a minimum, when I hear it, it gives me goosebumps. I will admit, as a 50 ish something, 52 <laughs> going on 53 year old man, I have cried to this song several times. Pride of Man. Uh, yeah. And I really? think it's got the wickedest fucking guitar break ever. And really. And it's the lyrics are great, you know. It's a great tune. The lyrics are great, but Tony's guitar just fucking lights me on fire every time I hear that song. Oh God, the pride of man walking on earth again, and uh, it's it's an old, old, old folk tune, uh, and and there are a lot of different versions of it that out there. But it, you know, in my mind nobody has done it like tony does right and then probably church street blues and wreck of the m and fitzgerald and cattle in the cane every one of these i mean i listen to this album probably at least once a week it's <laughs> really? a good album yeah 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 it's it's a good album. Album. That's so why at rice we mentioned that he he was his brother and he played guitar on on a couple of songs i think uh did you guys happen to look up wyatt rice man i oh. love mama we're all crazy now what a great song so that's uh he's oh, wait, 58. sorry sorry that's quiet riot sorry not he's, wyatt rice so that's, no uh, very similar he is, very yeah similar. he's so 58 Tom, Tom. years old so he's only a couple years older than we are so that's uh and, yes. and, he, so Tony kind of took Wyatt under his wing, and as Wyatt started showing promise, brought him into all his bands. And this was probably one of the really early times that Tony brought Wyatt in and said, "Hey, you're you're getting pretty good on that thing. You know, play backup on here for me. It's just me." And, uh, you know, Tony could have done all these songs on his own, no problem. But he brought his his uh, younger brother in. And he's uh, there's Larry. The whole gaggle of Rice's was just fucking incredible musicians. Well, that's who he's, he normally had in his band, wasn't it? Does uh, a lot of his brothers. Like in, the Tony Rice yeah. unit, the brothers were, yeah. were in there at various times. And, and it was always a lot of the a lot of the Grisman band guys yeah. that he brought in. You know, he had uh, Sam on mandolin and and uh, Sam uh, Bush, G Sam Bush, and Jerry Donahue from Allison Krause's band played on a lot of those albums. I mean, just okay. fucking stellar. And these, but this was all these guys growing up in Kentucky and North Carolina and. You know, going in, out, in and out of various bands and getting together and doing their own things, and and uh, so they, you know, they all cross pollinated. Well, that's what music's always been about. Have you guys? I brought this up, I think, a few podcasts ago, but we were talking about the Ken Burns country music thing. Mm -hmm. Did you guys ever get a chance to watch that? I need to. No, I haven't seen. I've really watched that to. several times. Yeah, that. That made it clear the cross cross pollination that was happening between uh, blues and bluegrass of all things, and and sure. the earliest rock and roll uh, and and country, just straight up country. Uh, it was amazing, you know, how they all I, interacted there. I loved how much time they dedicated in that series to talking about Mother Maybell Carter, and oh yeah, and. And, uh, you know, just kind of taking it back to the the very beginning and and who made this shit happen. And, and you know, the jazz documentary series is just as incredible. This is not I need Ken, to see that. 
this is not Ken Burns, but it's also a PBS special. Or it was a part of, I think, um, what was Independent Lens. It's called Rumble, the Indians Who Rock the World. And after watching that, you can see the links between blues and some Native American music and stuff like that. Mm. It so, really interesting so show. George Lynch from Dokken. A Dokken, yeah. Was a big part of that. And I think Stevie Salas, who played in like the Rod Stewart band, and he had his own band in the 80s called Color Code. Those guys were a big part of celebrating Native American music. Yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, I can't believe I said that without offending or alienating anyone. No, no, she didn't call them young ladies. Anything like that, so you know, it's uh, don't worry, people offended. I mean, we're we're going to offend people. I, I say they cancel us, but I don't know how. <laughs> you know, nobody listens. Uh, right. uh, hey, come on! I did. You're gonna I if you're gonna cancel us, you're gonna have to do something to make us popular first. So right, right. You, know, you can make it popular and then cancel us. Right. <laughs> After we start cashing checks, yeah, it's uh, okay. Okay, let's. Let's talk about 1983 albums. We talked okay. about we talked about albums last time and how amazing this they were in 1976. I have a feeling this is going to be good. Uh, 1983. It come out in 83? 1983. Now, let me tell you, you know, uh You got any Devo? Uh but But Spotify uh, is showing it as 93. So that's why I was asking. So 83. No, it was 83. Okay. 83. I, I trust you guys. So, yeah. Spotify. There's, there is absolutely no reason artists. to trust any of us, but this album <laughs> did come out in 1983. Um, so so uh some important albums came out in 1983. Before you get rolling, can I say one thing? Yes, sir. So I have been searching for this album on vinyl. And when you find a copy of this on vinyl, you're talking 200 plus bucks for a scratched up, beat up, trashed thing. Wow. This so what you're one, saying is if we see it, buy it and let you know. So, you it, or so Tom. It, pay, but I ain't paying more than 15 bucks. Tom, there are people that make <laughs> there are people that press records for that kind of money. You could probably send them the MP3s and they will make the vinyl for you. <laughs> it's so it's uh... Sean, that's goddamn cheap. It's all about the hunt. Goddamn. It's all about the hunt. <sighs> it's not the kill, it's the thrill of the chase. Yeah. yeah There's something to yeah. be said for that. Yeah, it's right. not the destination, it's the journey, right? right. I came right. across I came across a copy of Porcupine Tree. Uh their one of their first live album, Coma Divine. And I, I paid 85 bucks for it on YouTube. And I was I was happy to pay 85 bucks for that. And I think I sat there with a boner for like maybe an hour after <laughs> I did. It's nice you can still get it up at your advanced age. You know, that's a somebody's gotta do it. And there's there's some things that are important in life, and it's chasing down some of this stuff. And and <laughs> I view so you know, I know I talk about to you guys, and Bob and I apologize for cutting in, but I'm on a roll. I collect a lot of this music. And I I very much view myself kind of as a caretaker for a lot of this stuff because I think in society we are coming to an age where this stuff is not appreciated and there will be a time where it's not available and and I just I very much view myself as a caretaker it's I've got very eclectic tastes and I will go out of my way to get this is an album I'm hunting for. It's worth saving. I mean, the world could fucking blow up. This is an album <laughs> worth saving. I'll shut up. This is the thing you inscribe on the golden disc and send it out into space so that some future generation. On, on the disc it. I send out, this son of a bitch is on it. 
All right, Bob, there you I go. apologize. You're Please good. Take us in the 1983. We are always good. 1983 albums. I will start off with one that I remember being on a yearbook from 1983. Ooh. Pyromania by Death. Oh, 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 my God. Yeah. Great album. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Great album. Uh, the Hunter. Was that was that the one that had photograph on it? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. What, what all those hit. goddamn Union Jack shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Every fucking wear. Yeah. I, I mean, that... stab, <laughs> I wanted to stab every one of those motherfuckers in the forehead with a spear. And that was the album before um, Hysteria. <laughs> but it's a great album. <laughs> right. It was a great album. It yeah. Was. Pro- yeah. One of one of my favorite albums. Uh, High and Dry, Pyromania, and and dare I say it, this may. What was the what was the big one that blew up after Pyromania? Um, that hysteria was, was the album that came hysteria, out. Hysteria, hysteria, I mean, yeah. Hysteria was Hysteria was like a goddamn Queen album. Yeah, they was huge. Oh my god, it was. I mean, they monster. were losing arms over that shit. So yeah. <laughs> probably lost other appendages. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I saw right. him on Hysteria tour. Yeah. So. All right. Did so you, oh, me so, too. Twice. One of one of my favorite albums. Mommy's Little Monster by Social Distortion. Ooh. That was 83. That was 83. Okay. We uh, are getting old. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. are. Kilroy 40, was here. 40 years ago. Sticks. Ah, Kilroy was yep. here. Yeah. Sticks. Mr. Roboto. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yes. Guys, that was my first. That was the first Sticks album I ever bought. And I loved, really? Yeah. I love okay. Mr. Roboto. And yeah. It was an amazing it's, it's album. Kinda like, it's kind of like Kisses the Elder. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't my first Sticks album, I don't think, but I, it was. I enjoyed the hell out of that. It was an amazing. I've heard them, but yeah. I love that album. There well, aren't too many albums that teach people a little bit of Japanese. That's that's an unusual. Derek brought this one up. Well, he came close <laughs> to bringing this one up a little bit ago. Metal Health by Quiet Riot. By Riot. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right now, so this Chris. Chris Reap and I met over that everybody album. but Kevin Dubrow at the Huntington Mall, standing outside of like an orange. <laughs> so you met the rest of the band, the like, the band. Wow. And the, the one that stands out to me was Rudy Sarzo. He was so <laughs> fucking cool. Were they wearing spandex? And I wish I had known when I met him that he played bass in the Ozzy Osbourne band with Randy Rhodes. Yeah. Oh, that would have been interesting to talk yeah. about. So that's uh, and, not and taking that much was, away from Quiet Riot, but that was right after Randy died. Yeah. And and so. and Rudy has been the primary caretaker of the Randy Rhodes flame. So Tom, were they wearing spandex? He was wearing black spandex. Okay. That's... Were you wearing spandex? <laughs> I was probably wearing like, you know, I was, this is 83 or 80. Uh, of course yeah, Tom was, was wearing, wearing spandex. Like, it was 83. It's all he wore. Yeah, I, mean... I was probably wearing like kids shorts and a dorky t-shirt. And, it was 83. Yeah. He was wearing jams. His version is OP shorts and stuff right. like that. Too, specific. Let's Sorry. See. Um, no, no. Uh, the final cut by Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd, wow! Pink Floyd, yeah. So was uh, that the last? Ro- that was the last Roger Waters album, yeah. I think. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was. Did leftovers. any of the other band have much input on that, or was it I? I, 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 don't know. I don't know for certain time, but I always got the impression it was mostly a Roger Waters type thing. And after it was. that, after that's when they kind of went their separate, right? Separate it ways. always a lot of pros and cons of hitchhiking. Hitchhiking, yeah. Right? Let's see. Uh, well, we should uh, do Amused to Death one of these times right? on this podcast. Oh, Here's one. This definitely. one wasn't very popular, but this band was insanely good. Fast Way by Fast Way. Oh, yeah. Way. Yeah. I had it. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. And they Bob, were amazing. You know what the next Fast Way album I got was? The trick or treat soundtrack. Soundtrack. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. That's where I became aware of them. Was that soundtrack? Fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah it was great. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Was yep. Fast Eddie's Fast Fingers Eddie Clark in that banner? Somebody. He was in Motorhead. Motorhead. Um, I don't remember him Motorhead being in Fast Way. Maybe he band. was. But yeah, so, I, I became aware of him through the trick or treat soundtrack. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. great. Really album. amazing great stuff. Band. Oh, oh, um, my my vote. 
uh, for, and and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take flack, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, my vote for best heavy metal album of all fucking time, Armored Peace of State? Mind by Iron Maiden. Peace of Mind. Okay. I, oh, I can't uh, argue with it. That's a damn fine. I don't album. necessarily yeah. agree, but I can't argue. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I know. I, I know there's. I know there's you're arguments not, to be had, but you're not. I'm not. I'm not deducting points for that selection. Right. There's you no know, arguments uh, worth having. It's up yeah. there. Now another one that's real close. Real close. Came out like days later. Holy Diver. Oh yeah. Been so, down too long in the midnight sea, baby. Ride to Tiger, yeah. baby. Yeah. So it's, Dio, uh, right? Yeah. Ronnie, yeah, Ronnie they James make, Dio. They don't make any sense, but god damn it, they're good. <laughs> they're awesome. There are some imagery there, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that was uh that metal early metal stuff was all imagery. It was you know? let me uh, let me lay this word salad on you and right. go <laughs> think about it for 25 years. He was stuck in J.R.R. Tolkien <laughs> land, right? Yeah. Right, right. So. That's all it was. And we are talking about Vivian. Yeah. Vivian Campbell, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. He was on that one. Um, you guys yeah. realize this is 40 years ago. Yeah. You're yeah, I know. I know. 40 years ago. Yeah. I know, Brett. We've gotten okay. old. That's, you know. Thanks. Here's, thanks, Here's Captain one. Brett. You bought it, you name it, by Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. Oh, yeah. Joe Walsh. Oh. Two podcasts in a row. Joe yep. Walsh has Joe made Walsh. the appearance. Yeah. Here's here's one we just talked about these guys a second or two ago. Another perfect day by Motorhead. Motorhead. Okay. Uh, oh, uh Texas Flood by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh wow. Okay. That's uh, one we need to do. Yeah, we need to do Stevie. Such a story. Yeah. Behind that album. Yeah. Uh Kill 'em All by Metallica. Wow. Really? Uh, 83. Yep. Remember the t-shirts. Yep. <laughs> It's, I got a few more albums here, like like Butthole Surfers by Butthole Surfers. Good stuff. Uh, Queensryche by Queensryche. Queensryche, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Had Queen of the Reich on it. Yeah. yeah. Rat so. by Rat. Yeah. Uh, okay. Breaking the Chains by Dawkins. Dawkins. Hey, yeah. I tell you what, you know, they got started on that one. Yeah. Shout of the Devil the by Live Solo. Ooh. A great crew album. Yeah. 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 Melissa by Merciful Fate. Oh, Curse of the Pharaohs. Yeah, I, 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 I started to buy that again on vinyl, and I've already got a copy of it, so I stopped. But I don't need a a remaster <laughs> on that one. <laughs> yeah, cats and dogs on this album. Yeah, this yeah, they're they're having their way, aren't they? <laughs> and I got I got two more. Balls to the wall by except except yeah. Yeah, I had really tried to get into those guys. You can't do it, just, huh? Just I, I hadn't happened. I love that album. I love Balls it'll probably Ball. happen in like twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> and and my final one, which is an, is a band we have done a podcast on, uh, Earth AD, Wolf's Blood, The Misfits. Okay. There's nothing bad they've ever done with Glenn Danzig right. in the band. Right. Everything I'm gonna throw came one more. after his shit. What did we do? The one Misfits. More. We did the collect. Uh, we did the collection. Yeah, the collection. You were drunk that night, apparently. Oh yeah, it was early <laughs> in this season. Holy <laughs> shit! Okay. Yes. Did so we I got do one collection more. one or two? I think we did one. I think it was one. one. There was only Five. 20 songs. What you got, on it. Brett? The Closer You Get by the band Alabama. There you oh, go. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes. Alabama was huge. And they, they, they were huge. Somebody about those guys. And I think the lead singer is still kind of active. Oh, yeah. 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 They're, they're, I recently saw something where someone interviewed someone from Alabama and they asked them, how is it you managed to stay a band together all these years? And they said, when we're not touring, we stay as far away from each other as possible. <laughs> you know, we're trying to, it was and nothing wrong with that. I totally get that. You know, it's, you're, uh, you're Randy Owen is who you're talking about. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Brilliant. Makes brilliant. Sense. He's just, Yeah. Go to the other side of the earth and stay there. Yep. Yeah, we just, <laughs> I, I totally get that, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was some good music. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, good. So I was that was the second podcast in a row where we had a bunch of great albums come yeah. out in the year. You know, yeah. that's uh and it sounds like you guys enjoyed the Tony Rice. Oh yeah, oh yeah, much. oh yeah. Oh great. Absolutely. I great so stuff. I haunt I haunt for I've probably got everything that's been officially released by Tony. And I tell you what, if you want to if you want to listen to something funny. Go go uh, pick up the the Tony Rice album. I think it's called the Pizza Album, and it was it's uh, Tony Rice, Dave Grisman, mandolin, and uh, somebody else that's escaping my mind right now. But they're high, and they're sitting in Dave Grisman's basement recording their sessions. And and apparently somebody got hungry and they ordered a pizza <laughs> and they took the recording, CD, tape, whatever, and they somebody carried it upstairs while they were going to get the pizza and pay the pizza man. The pizza man absconded with the album. <laughs> really? <laughs> and that's why it's come to be known as the pizza album. But these, there's like uh, two different versions of it. There's a very abbreviated version, and then there's a deluxe version that has the whole thing. And these guys are just sitting there stoned, playing old Carter family, will the circle be unbroken, jazz standards, you know, just fucked up playing these tunes, and it's all (laughs) great. Good stuff, <laughs> but I would encourage you. I, I I hunt. I'm to the place right now where I search, you know, like uh, discographies, and oh, Tony played on this, so I'll go check it out, and if it's good, I'll buy it. And uh, you know, anything he played on, it, but all his stuff, the the quintet, the you know his solo stuff, it's all fucking good. All right, gentlemen. I hate to oh. I hate to run, but I got dogs that are screaming at me to go outside. Oh, fine. This was a good one. Yeah, no, this was great. Great yeah, album pick. Solid goddamn country gold. Yep. <laughs> yep. I drank a little too much. We need it's a solid gold dancers. From... It's like the goddamn <laughs> yeah. Alabama album. <laughs> I think the All solid right. gold dancers could help us a lot. Yes. Yeah, this one hurt. So let's uh peace, boys. This was a yeah. good one. All right. Thanks to everybody for listening to us talk about Church Street Blues by Tony Rice. Make sure you come back next time when we talk about Mississippi John Hurt and the album Live at Oberlin College, all the way back in 1965. Until then, I hope all your late nights are good ones.